In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we praise and thank you for the great gift and the blessing of this Sunday that we get to gather here in our church. Help us now, just during this hour of Mass, that we would be fully focused on you. Just in the name of Jesus, I renounce and rebuke any distractions. And I just ask you, Lord, to give us a mind that, and a heart that is fully devoted to you. Help us to be bold and courageous in the way we live for you so that more and more people can be brought to you and to your church. We ask this to our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Well, I'm glad that you made it to church on time, so it means your clocks are right. Father Kevin, the other day I told him, I said, Father Kevin, Daylight Savings is coming up. And he said, is it the good one or the bad one? I said, the bad one. <laughs> so here we are in this church, and we hear from this, this gospel this morning, and Jesus is telling his disciples, literally for the third time, that he's about to die. Moms and dads, you know very well that you can tell your children things three or four times, but it takes them a while to get it, right? And Jesus is literally telling his disciples for the third time that he's going to die, that he's going to suffer, that he's going to be scourged, and that he will rise again on the third day. But the disciples don't get it. And we know that in a very real way, because if you didn't know, the first Chaldean Khaltu ever pops up in the Gospel today, okay? We heard that the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to Jesus and knelt before him. Her name was Khaltu Zebediah, that's what I like to call her. And she goes before Jesus and she kneels before him and she's asking him a question. After he's just proclaimed for the third time that he's going to die, here comes this mother of the sons of Zebedee because actually the sons weren't courageous enough to go and ask Jesus. So they go and get their mother, and their mother goes to Jesus and kneels and says, I want my sons to sit, one at your right and one at your left in your kingdom. Because in the time of Israel, in the time of a kingdom, for someone to sit at the king's right and left, it was a sign of power, a sign of success. And they wanted, she wanted her sons to sit and to have that power. And Jesus is actually saddened by this. Because he's just said it for the third time that he's going to die, but his disciples still don't get it. And the question for us is, when will we get it? When will we understand? Just this past Tuesday, there was a church in, in Royal Oak. It's called St. Mary's Catholic Church. And on Tuesday, a man broke into the church, this Catholic church, and he broke through the doors of the church, the front doors of the church. He took a Mary statue that was in the church, he tipped it over, broke the head off of the statue, and then he dragged the Mary statue outside into the front of the church. Now, probably no one in this church heard that on the news, because that's not what the news talks about. And I share that today because what I've been realizing is... There's a lot of people who have fire in their heart, but that fire sometimes is an anger and a hatred for God and His church. People's anger and hatred for God and His church is so great, and the sad thing is, my brothers and sisters, is sometimes their fire of hatred and anger is greater 
than our fire of love for God. Think about that. A man, just this week, a man has so much hatred for God that he breaks into a Catholic church, damages the church, takes a statue, breaks it, and drags it outside to the main part of the church. Look at his fire. Look at how focused he is to do what he thinks is the right thing to do. Where is our fire for God? Where is our focus for God? Where is our attention for God? Our dedication, our devotion for God? Is it as great as this man and what he did? The reason I think why our focus is so off is because we don't get the greatest thing. Just like the disciples. The disciples didn't understand that Jesus was going to have to suffer, that he was going to have to die. And my brothers and sisters, the reality is we don't get it either. We don't. We don't get how powerful the cross is. The cross is not some David Yerman that you wear around your, your neck. The cross is not something that just hangs off of your mirror. The cross is not something that happened 2,000 years ago. There was this man that came and he died and, and that's Jesus. And it happened 2,000 years ago. The cross is now. The cross is today. This is not just some historical thing that happened 2,000 years ago. Jesus died on the cross because we needed to be saved. Because we needed Him. He wanted us to spend eternity with Him. And so He died on the cross so that we could gain heaven. This is why as Christians, when someone passes away, we have hope. Because life doesn't end here. Life is not just this world. Life is eternal. Life goes on. Life moves on. And we have to be focused. But my question is, how loud is our faith? Look at Jericho. The first reading from the book of Joshua. The Israelites go to this land. And this land is theirs. But there are these people in Jericho and they have these big walls built so that the Israelites cannot come in. And what does God tell them to do? He says, march around the city for seven days. For six days, I want you to march around the city. And then on the seventh day, I want you to march around it seven times. And I want you to shout. And I want the priests to play the trumpets. And when you shout at the walls, the walls will be torn down and that land will be yours. Is our faith as loud as that? Because there is a lot of loud people in the world. There's a lot of people that are shouting so many different things. And I'm not telling us to go be loud on Facebook or go be loud on Instagram. You have a Bible quote on your Instagram bio, Mabruk, that's very cute. But that's not what Jesus is talking about when we need to be loud. Jesus is not saying, go to Somerset Mall and go to Royal Oak and stand on a box and preach against all these people. Jesus is not saying that. My dad had a phrase that he would always tell us when we were younger. He said, actions speak louder than words. 
Actions speak louder than words. He'd always say that to us. Even if I would say, Dad, I love you, your actions speak louder than your words. Don't tell me you love me. Show me that you love me. And I think we need to learn that. That being a Christian and being a Catholic and being focused on God is not just praying all these prayers or naming ourselves or identifying as Christians or Catholics, but do our actions show that? Because I want you to imagine, just as Jesus was saddened in today's gospel, don't you think the Lord gets sad when someone breaks into a church? and smashes a statue and damages the church. Don't you think that hurts God a little bit? Just yesterday, I was, I was watching the news. And in Texas, they're trying to pass more transgender laws. And as I was watching this video, there was a person in the video which, who was a woman, dressed very immodestly, and she had a priest top on with a stole. Look at how loud the world is. Look at how proud the world is. How ready they are to mock God, to mock the church, to mock the priesthood. And what do we do? We stay silent. How many of you in your schools and your professors mock the church in their classes, mock God in their classes, but we don't say a word? Imagine if they did that about some other community or some other religion. Those professors would be fired in a second. But when it's the Catholic Church, when it's Christianity, silence. My brothers and sisters, that's our fault. That's no one else's fault but our own. You want to know why? Because our actions as Catholics don't speak louder than our words. Our actions as people who believe in God are not louder than our words. You can go and tell your professor this or tell your professor that, but you better be loving Jesus in your actions. You better be serving him in your actions before you go and try to preach and try to correct people. Practice what you preach. Live what you teach. This is what Jesus was trying to get at. But these disciples were too focused on where they were going to sit in his kingdom. Life is not about where we're going to sit or how powerful or what and how great we become or how much money we make or how much we have. That's not what life is about. Life is about the cross. And until we understand that, that's when we will experience the real joy and the real love of God. We need to be loud in our faith, not so other people can see, but so God can see. If God is saddened by a man who breaks into a church, by a woman who's dressed immodestly, dressed as if she's a priest, how much more do our actions need to be shouting and screaming to God of how blessed we are, of how much we love Him? So many saints talk about consoling the heart of Jesus which means to make the heart of Jesus happy, to console his heart. I want to challenge you this week to do that, to console his heart. And how do we do that? By spending time with him. That's all that Jesus needs from us. Spend time with him. Sit with him. Though That is the way our actions can speak louder than our words. To love him first. 
to know that Jesus is enough. So I pray for the grace today for our faith to be loud. Not on Facebook, not on Instagram, but in front of God first and God alone. That's what we need. There's something I've just been praying about that isn't totally related to this homily, but I wanted to bring it up because I've been feeling called to, to bring it up. In my prayer, I've just realized that there's a certain cross and even a grace with certain people, especially that I've seen here in our community at St. George. And these people are very inspiring to me. And this group of people are single parents. Single parents is a very beautiful thing and a very difficult thing. And so if you are a single mother or a single father and you come to church, you bring your children to church, I want you to know how pleased God is with you every time you step into this church and how difficult that is to do that, but you do it anyway. You are probably one of the group of people that are loudest in your faith. That when you are the only one leading your family, whether it's because of divorce, because of death, because of some type of marriage where only one side is working. God is pleased with your cross and he's pleased with the way you're carrying it. So to all of the single mothers and fathers out there, thank you. Thank you for your faith and thank you for being loud in your actions by sitting here, by remaining here, and by praising God with this community and with this church. So we have a decision today, my brothers and sisters, to be louder than the people who hate God. To be louder than the people who are angry with God. Jesus gave his life as a ransom for many. So how am I going to give my life to God today? Amen.